Okay, hello everybody. This is uh, the Echoes Liverpool FC podcast. We've got uh, myself, Dave Prentice, James Pierce, just back from a long holiday, sunning himself in Florida. Christian Walsh, who looks like he desperately needs a holiday. And Joe Rimmer, every day's a holiday for Joe. <laughs> um, so we're looking, obviously it's fixtures day. Everyone's very excited about the, uh, the fixtures for the new Premier League season being announced. I say excited, um, that was until they landed. Jamesy, it was uh, quite a tough old start really, Liverpool have been handed, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it could have been any more demanding really. I think um, obviously we knew that Liverpool would be away first up. Um, you know, trip to Arsenal on the opening weekend, very difficult. You know, the, obviously the runners-up from last season. and It's amazing really when you look at it and you think, they, I think they play the, the top three from last season all within the, the first four games of the season and, uh, and with Tottenham away. Um, and Chelsea away as well. It's uh, it's they're going to have to hit the ground running. I think uh, you know Klopp spoke after the, the Europa League final, insisting that fans would see a very different Liverpool next season, and that they would be drastically improved in the Premier League after the disappointment of finishing eighth last term. Um, and you know there's certainly not going to be any any easing in gently. Um, you know I, I know people will say you know you've obviously you, you, the old adage of you've got to play them all twice and all the rest of it, but personally I don't think it's ideal. Um, when you've got so many players who are coming back to pre-season late after the, the Euros and the Copa America and the Olympics thrown in. Um, I think I think Klopp, he probably won't say it publicly, but I think he would have preferred some of those bigger games to be later on in the season. There's also a little bit of confusion, well, not confusion, but the uh, you know when Liverpool will play their first game uh, because the Burnley fixture, I think I'm right in saying Liverpool have got to request yeah. uh, to Burnley that that fixture be switched. Uh, to turf more, and if it is, it's then middle of September before the fans get the opportunity to uh, see Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah, well, we know that Liverpool have have written to Burnley. I think um, you know, that 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 request has gone in. They're now waiting to hear back whether Burnley will agree to to, to switch that game. That's obviously due to be at Anfield on the weekend of the twentieth of August. Um, I think Ian Eyre went on record a few months back as saying that ideally they would have had the first two games away. Um, just to give them that that bit of wriggle room in terms of getting Anfield ready, with obviously the the completion of the building work in the in the main stand. Um, whether Burnley will agree to that, uh, you know, only only time will tell. Because I think it's been flagged up that that would if if if, if that game is played at Turf Moor, that would then they 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 would then come to Anfield in March, I think it is, which would then leave Sean Dyche's side facing four successive away games at a time when. Probably they are going to be fine against relegation, and without a home game for a month, probably isn't an ideal situation for them. So I think Liverpool, speaking to people at the club today, they um, you know they, they they insist that it's you know it's it's not a make or break thing in terms of putting in that request. If if Burnley say thanks but no thanks, we want to keep it as it is, then that game will go ahead at Anfield. There's no chance of it being moved away from Anfield or a reduced capacity at Anfield. You know it, you know they they're pains to point out that. Anfield will be ready. It's just that in an ideal situation, they'd have that extra week or two just to get any final issues with the with, with the new main stand ironed out. Sure. What do you think, Joe? I mean, does it really matter? I mean, you've got to play everybody home and away, you know, throughout the season, haven't you? As, I know you can talk about momentum, but, you know, Arsenal away, you know, it's an uh, opportunity to get a decent scalp, you know, so very early doors. Would you rather, would you rather yeah. play, you know, a lesser light at home or would you rather have a tough game like that to kick off? I'm a big believer in momentum. I think if they have a decent pre-season that rolls into a first, the first few games and they, they can pick up some decent results, I think then, then that can turn into something better later down the line. But 
Arsenal haven't always had it their own way on the opening day, haven't they? They've, they've, they've also they've struggled a few times at the Emirates. Boston Villa, uh, didn't they? Villa a couple yeah. of years ago, didn't they? Um, West Ham. West Ham last year. So they, they haven't always had it their own way. Um, and I think probably Liverpool, they won't mind playing them then. I mean, you know, like you say you've got to play them sometime and you could catch them cold yeah. on the opening day. They've got a good record at Tottenham, of course. So, um, you know, if they can navigate those first five games and, and pick up sort of ten points, they'll be happy with that going into what will then be an easier sort of um, autumn period. People talk about Owens, don't they? And uh, I remember Liverpool going to Arsenal way back in uh, 87. And uh, that was again a season Liverpool had to play a number of away games uh, at the start of the season because if I remember correctly, a sewer collapsed underneath the cop. And, uh, you know, never looked back from that senior season. They made a flying start. I mean, what do you look for, Christian, when the fixtures drop? I mean, what, what are the ones that, you know, you scan for? Everyone talks about the opening date and the derbies. Are there any others that, you know, you really... I think you've got to look at the Christmas period because yeah. there's a, I mean, traditionally there is a, there are a lot of, a lot of games in a short uh, space of time. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the case this season because of the way Christmas falls. It's actually the last game before Christmas is, is the derby on the seventeenth. Yeah, it's a weird, that, isn't yeah, it? Full, and, full weeks. Yeah, full week. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be very grateful for the week we get off, Dave, <laughs> um, before Christmas to get our shopping done. Yeah. Um, but I suppose you just look at, as Joe said, with momentum, you look at runs. You look at you look at you know the first five do stick out because you play three of the top the, the top three and also Chelsea Antonio Conte for the first time at Stamford Bridge. Well, you know you you scan further down the list as well, and, and you look around that Christmas period. There's Everton, Stoke, Manchester City, Sunderland away, and Manchester United away. Mm. That, for example, you know Sunderland and Manchester United back to back away. Okay, there'll be an FA Cup um, yeah. tie in between those two, but. You, it is all about momentum. You don't want to be getting into this situation where, like happened under Klopp last season, where there was Newcastle, West Ham, and uh, Watford all within the space of a month. You don't want those those nasty games where they just don't get quite get to grips with it over the over the, over the festive period. So I suppose what you're looking for is just a nice sort of as the season progresses, a nice even space of tough games that'll keep you on your toes. Yeah. A couple of and you know there are no gimmies in the Premier League, but gimmies you know in, in terms of you know newly promoted sides at home maybe or teams that Liverpool are, are usually comfortable against. Um, but you know, looking at the the start of the of the running, you've got to look at the end as well towards the um, towards the end of the season. And you look at like Bournemouth, Stoke, West Brom, Palace, Watford, Southampton, West Ham, Middlesbrough. Aside from Southampton and the first trip to West Ham's uh, Olympic Stadium, nothing really holds much fear there. So, you know, it, it will be interesting to see if they can sustain, you know, get that momentum behind, get the first five games out the way, get that middle part boxed off and then go into the final stretch of the season. We're also talking, it's only middle of June now and things can change quite dramatically. I mean, looking at Liverpool's first home game in the... 56,000 capacity Anfield is against Leicester City, the champions. So, you know, you're thinking, you know, oh my God, that's a tough one. Yeah, this is a Leicester City side that arguably might not have Jamie Vardy, might not have N'Golo Kante, might not have whoever else is like cherry-picked by the teams up there. There could be very different you know, teams they're facing. Likewise, Liverpool, I mean, uh, already Jurgen Klopp's bought, you know, so a couple of players, but the suggestions that, you know, even more are likely to come. We had a bit of fun earlier in the week talking about teams that, you know, so we think might start the season. But, I mean, James, did you think the, the Liverpool team that will start the season will be significantly different to the one that, you know, played in the Europa League final? No, I don't think there'll be massive changes. No, I think, I think there, obviously, there will be a lot of transfer business done between now and then. But, you know, I'd be surprised if the team on the opening weekend, 
included a lot of new faces just because I think <laughs> with the way that with the way that things are, I think I think probably Klopp will look to ease players and generally you think of the ones that are coming in have come in already. Um, you know, Carrius there's question marks over whether he'll be off to the Olympics with Germany. If so, he won't be around for that opening few weeks. Um, you know, Gruwich, uh, you know, a talented young player, but viewed as more as one for the future. So, you know, I'd be surprised if we see him thrown straight into Premier League football. Joel Matip's probably the one I think. You know, from from what Klopp said last season about him. Um, you know, I, I think he views him as a starter. So, it wouldn't surprise me if he was in that starting lineup on the opening day. And then anyone else at the moment is. Is guesswork really? I mean, it's still so early on. I think you know fans obviously get frustrated at the lack of transfer activity, but it's difficult, especially with a major tournament on at the moment. Um, you know, both in, in terms of in, incomings and outgoings at Liverpool, because uh, you know no one, no one in action at the Euros at the moment is going to want to be discussing their future with clubs when they've got such important games to focus on. So I think you know once countries start to drop out of the Euros, then you know I think we'll see business start to get done, but. Um, it's interesting what we said before as well about the fixtures because you think back to last season and some of Liverpool's poorest performances you know, were actually in the kind of games you'd look at on paper now yeah. and say, that's a gimme, you'll definitely places. win there, that's yeah. an easy run of games. You, know, you think of, I was at Newcastle and, and Watford and, and Swansea towards the back end of the season and they, they were the worst performances under clock by a mile. You know, against the bigger teams, you know, they actually performed pretty well. You, know, you think of the win at Chelsea, the win at Man City, two wins over Man City. Um, you know, and what they did to Man United in the Europa League. It, it was actually the, the, the so-called lesser teams that caused Liverpool a lot more problems. Let's, I mean, I do think that the, the fixture list matters because, let's say, Arsenal at home, on, uh, Arsenal away, sorry, on the opening day, he, I think Ian Klopp will be a lot more reticent to start a, a new face, even someone like, let's say, Joel Matip. You know, it, it's yeah. a big ask to ask a new player to, to settle into a defence away to, to the team that finished second at the Emirates. Likewise, Tottenham, Leicester, or Chelsea, you know, traditionally looking at the three away games there in London, Arsenal, Tottenham and Chelsea. Big ask to sort of, whatever new signings come in, and, and you would sort of be inclined to go for more familiar faces. You know, you know what Lalana can yeah. do, so you would go for Lalana over someone who maybe will compete with Lalana for a place. Like, you know, likewise, someone comes into the midfield, you'd be more likely to go with a Chan Henderson, I feel. So... I think when people say, oh, you've got to play everyone twice, you know, like 19 seasons <laughs> twice a season, I think that will affect it a little bit, to be honest. It, it'll be interesting to see how Klopp approaches it and if he just sticks with what he knows for now. Is that, is that where the value of a good pre-season comes in? Because, I mean, Liverpool are playing some really big names pre-season, aren't they? I mean, uh, Chelsea, Aston, uh, Chelsea, AC Milan. Uh, Roma. Yeah, Roma, yeah. you know, so, you know, really testing fixtures. Is that, you know, opportunities to bed in new players? And Yeah, I think adding pre-season can, can be absolutely vital. Just... If you get seem to get a decent run of games together, even if they're 1-0 wins or 1-1 draws against those sort of big teams, it can, it can flow into the season and, and just start you off on a positive note. Uh, interestingly, I think everyone's talking about those opening games. I think people are looking, overlooking Burnley. Because I yeah. think played a promoted team. Especially away. Yeah, away from home. And there's a little bit of previous there as well, isn't there? Yeah. The Danny Ings situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so. but, but they will come you know, very positive, won't they? They, they, won't, they won't approach the season... You know, if you get them in November and they've lost X amount of games and are struggling, it's different. But early on in the season, they'll be right up for it. So that that's a difficult game as well. I've always thought that, yeah, you know, promoted teams you want to try and avoid, you know, so early on in the season until they've, you know, lost a bit of momentum if you like. Is there any like month from hell in there? Anything that you've looked at and thought, Oh my god, that's that's a shocker. Uh, you know, December time maybe. Um January. 
I mean, the, the, the season finishes, I would say, you know, comfortably. Men in demand today, aren't we? <laughs> um, but, you know, so certainly, you know, so the, the, as Christian said earlier, you know, Christmas time, fixtures come ticking fast. It is a little bit like a, a weird stage sometimes. I, I've just spotted a run of six games here, which is uh, seven games even. Chelsea, Hull, yeah. Tottenham, Leicester, Arsenal, Burnley, Manchester City, Everton. That's Ouch. eight, actually. That's yeah. eight. That runs from February to... To April, April, basically. Yeah, early April. So that's a two-month stretch. That's, that's a group of death. That, 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 that is actually worse than, than what I've put on my sheets as a mad start. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you obviously, as you say, Hull at that point could be anything. You know, they yeah. could, could have lost all momentum. But you've got Chelsea at home there. You've got Tottenham at home. The champions away. Arsenal at home. Manchester City away. And a Merseyside derby on April Fool's Day. That's that, that that really I haven't seen that before. That but that really yeah. sticks out as a real pivotal moment in the in the season. It's funny talking about the derby there because one of the anomalies that was uh, brought up this morning is the the first derby match of the season is again at Goodison Park, and that's uh, 13 out of the last 14 now have been at Goodison first. And uh, when Liverpool were promoted in '62, it was routinely Goodison one year, Anfield the next. It was you know so they swapped for best part of 30 years. Now it's completely the opposite. It seems to be completely a Goodison. Um, the Premier League have told us it's a complete quirk. It's just you know, absolutely not designed to be that way. It's just the way the fixtures have come out. Uh, Liverpool's record's been pretty good at Goodison over the last uh, the last few years, so that shouldn't have too many fears, should it? No, I, to go there first. I mean, I personally think that actually helps Liverpool. I yeah. think a lot of Everton's poor record at Anfield over the past couple, over the past twenty years, almost they haven't won since '99. I think that partly has a part to play in it, yeah. um, because when by the time Everton played them in in April. You know, traditionally Liverpool have had a bigger squad, um, and, and Everton have obviously worked on a more of a budget. And, and once you get to sort of your marches and your April times, they come to Anfield. And Liverpool might be chasing top four or whatnot. The squad will be fresher, and Liverpool just always seems to come a little bit better around March, April. You know, maybe always seems to finish strongly. And I just don't think that that's helped Everton much. You know, Everton. I can remember them coming a number of times where Liverpool have been on a roll. Of course, there's been times as well when Liverpool have been, you know, a bit down and out, and they've still pulled out the win. But there's been times where Everton have turned up, and, and Liverpool have been steamrolling teams. Funnily enough, the only one I can think of where it hasn't worked out like that is obviously the Jagielka, and that was yeah. in the first half. Right, and yeah. We're unlucky not to win that, to be honest, because Barry could have scored in the last seconds as well. So I, you know, I think Everton have got a cause for grievance there, to be honest, <laughs> because I do, I, yeah. I do feel again, people go, oh, they've got to play each other so many, but I think it does matter sometimes where they come in. So. You, know, you look at Liverpool's good record at Anfield against uh, against Everton, and you do wonder if it is because normally traditionally they play them at a time when they seem to be get at the strongest. Yeah, oh, it's definitely you know significant uh, fixture lists. I mean, there's going to be difference this year that we've not seen before uh, in that Friday night football is uh, is going to play a part in the uh, in the fixture list. Not initially, but I think there's. I think we've worked out there's going to be at least ten occasions where there's Friday night football. Whether Liverpool are involved in that, we don't know yet. I mean, what do you make of that, Joe? Would you like watching your football on a Friday night, or is that, uh, you know, beyond the pale? I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I almost think I wouldn't mind it. Really. Yeah. Coming home from work on a Friday night, cracking open a beer. Work, worked for Tramway, didn't it? Yeah. All those times. Norwich away on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, yeah. That, that, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It wouldn't surprise me if they throw them off. I'll put you down for that one, Joe. You wouldn't mind that, would yeah, you? Open my mouth then. Yeah, no, watching, just, just talking from actually just watching the game, yeah, I don't think it would be too bad, but yeah, I suppose travelling down there, I should have, should have thought about it. <laughs> I think the, the big thing next season, that the fact that 
obviously without any European football. That you know that was that was obviously Klopp's big bugbear last season was just the, the sheer lack of time he had with the players on the on the training field. You know, on a week to week basis, he you know he he'd talk about how it was it was always just play recover, play recover, and you know it was and he'd be lucky if he had five or six days over an entire month where he was actually out had the full squad out there on the pitch able to work on stuff and that's going to be the big difference this season that you you look at that and obviously those fixtures will be moved for TV but you know there's not going to be you know the, the kind of ridiculous schedules that Liverpool had you know last season I think and you hope that as a result we'll see something similar to, to three years ago under Brendan Rodgers when we saw then you know the value of having that four weeks to prepare for games and I think Liverpool played 43 games that season. I think it was 63 last season, which you know is a huge difference in terms mm. of you know the demands that that takes on players and 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 also the fact that you know Klopp didn't make any secret last season of the fact that he felt as if Liverpool weren't fit enough when he when he took over and it was only probably February March time before he, he felt as if they were in they were in decent enough shape to for him to try and get them to, to play exactly how he wanted and um, you know, with the benefit of a full pre-season as well. Um, you know, you, you, you'd like to think that, that, that come August, although those games are tough at the start, you know, they, um, they should be ready for it. And I think, I think the pre-season is much better this season as well because I remember like, being away in Liverpool last summer and it was such a... I, I, was, I was knackered just travelling around with them mm-hmm. without trying to play in that heat and humidity and all the rest of it in Thailand and Kuala Lumpur and two games in Australia... Um, you know, they, they've had tours. Don't on feel too songs. sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but it was. You know, I just think I don't, I'm, I'm not convinced that trips like that really do yeah. prepare you properly for for what's ahead. And you know, I think two years ago in America, Liverpool were away for nearly three weeks, played in five different cities. Me and Chris were both there yeah. on that. Um, you know, and I remember when, when Liverpool got through to the final in Miami, the players were, were absolutely devastated because mm. it was like, oh, God, you know, we really got to go to Miami and play another game. Yeah. You I think Manchester threw that penalty shootout, didn't he? <laughs> it was the most half-hearted penalty shootout in history, wasn't it? I think. Was it, did Lucas score the winning penalty? I think Lucas scored. He didn't get the memo, did he? No, and you know, and I think you can tell when you look at the pre-season this time around that Klopp has had a huge say in it. I think you know the, the fact that it's a much shorter tour. Um, a lot less travelling. Um, you know, obviously three games in the states, but I think Liverpool are only going to be away for ten or eleven days. It's, you know, it's less than a fortnight. Um, you know, and they're back in decent time. You know, nearly a fortnight before the the Premier League season starts. So I think, you know, certainly on paper at the moment, um, you know, I, th- I think the preparations for the new season look look a lot better and fill me with a lot more hope than they have done in the last couple of years. It's interesting as well that before they go to America, the, the, the sort of schedule that Liverpool have put together because they go to Fleetwood, uh, Tramia, Wigan and Huddersfield, you know, without being disrespectful to any of those teams, especially, you know, our, our local one in Tramia Rovers, they're, they're teams who you, you would expect to be physical, to be, you know, look to dominate with the strength and that's going to, I imagine Klopp's intention there is to try and acclimatise some of the new shines to, to the rough and tumble of English football as well. Yeah. So you know you've got the you know the, the handshaking in America that you know Liverpool have to do, and you know obviously there's a big commercial uh, factor that that sees them go out there. And of course the football will be fine as well, but there is you know they've got a box to tick nowadays, and they've got you know the, the club to sell, the brand to sell. But it's interesting to see that they're having four games back here first. To sort of, I think that they'll be the ones where they really do sort of get the match fitness, get the sharpness, and, and get get used to, to playing, you know, back to the English style of football. Well, you'd imagine that. I mean, the lads involved in the European Championships at the moment probably wouldn't be involved in those games. So, yet it will be an opportunity for you know new signings and stuff to acclimatise themselves. 
Well, all right, it's middle of June, so, you know, we can't look, you know, too far ahead just yet. But given the fact there's no European demands, given the fact that Jurgen Klopp will have had a full pre-season to work with the players, if we go down the table, what kind of season do you think we can realistically expect from the Reds? I mean, we're looking at Champions League qualification this time round. You know, is that too much to expect? No, I don't think that's too much to expect. No, I think, I think without what you just said then, without, you know, without those demands of Europe and of what we saw, we saw glimpses of what a Liverpool team can produce last season and with the summer when he's able to put his own stamp on the squad and a full pre-season as well you know I think a top four finish you know should be expected I think you know I think certainly the Premier League will be a lot more competitive than it was last season you know you take your hat off to Leicester City with what they achieved but you know they they also cashed in on a season when so many top teams have problems and and you think of you know it's just a mouthwatering prospect. I think that obviously Mourinho coming at United, and Guardiola at City, Conte at at, at Chelsea. Um, you know I think you know Arsenal will spend as well. It's going to be really competitive. Tottenham will be up there again. But you know yeah I think I think a top top four finish is is certainly what Liverpool should set out to achieve. And there's no reason why they they can't do that. What do you think, Joe? Is he being overly optimistic there? No, not so. I think I think they will challenge for the top four this year. I don't think there'll be any. Disgrace and missing out on it. You know, the, you look at the competition now. It's, it's it's unlike any other, isn't it? Really, you know, like you say, Pep Guardiola coming in, Jose Mourinho, Arsenal will spend, Chelsea. We've got a new manager. They'll spend a lot of money. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Leicester react. Um, Tottenham will also be up there. So, you know, the, it's six or seven teams into four places. You know, people are going to miss out, aren't they? But I do think Liverpool will challenge up there. I don't quite think we'll see. The highs of, of three years ago, but I think you know they can sit around third and fourth for a little bit of the year. You know and whether they can stay there and finish there would be a, another question. Right, you, Christian, you're going to pour cold water over that, or are you upbeat as well? No, nah, it's summer. You've got to be optimistic <laughs> in the summer. We, we haven't got any windows in this office. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what, Liverpool, Liverpool have finished in the top four once in the past seven seasons, and that was a fantastical season in, yeah. its, own, in its own right. Should have won the league. Um, so you know. It would be a surprise to me if they finish in the top four. They can challenge for it, but I think there's still a little bit of work to do to, to make that leap back into into the top four. Yeah. Liverpool are still mentioned in the same breath of top four sides, yeah. Yeah. most definitely, but you know the facts would say that they are not actually a top four side anymore. So for Klopp to do that, he's got a bit, I think he's got a big uh, a, a big uh, thing on his hands. To be honest, I, I think a good tro- a good run in, in the cups and a trophy will be welcome as well for Liverpool. Just to get into that winning mentality yeah. again, you know, two finals lost. They need to exercise those demons a little bit. So, you know, I, I would almost say it's first full season in charge, top six of the trophy. And with you on that, yeah, I think an awful lot depends on maybe what happens in the next six or seven weeks. You know, in terms of uh, the quality of player that you know he recruits. But we can talk about that in future weeks. Uh, we'll be back more regularly in future. But for now, we'll uh, we'll sign off and speak to you next time.